0: everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto, and Reed is whoop, whoop, whooping it up in Puerto Vallarta like he is fucking Vicky Gumbleson. So today, I have enlisted my fashion bestie, my Bravo bestie. You know her. You love her. Welcome back to the podcast, Annie.
1: What's up, baby?
0: <laughs> I do notice that I always say your name, like, without inflection, Like, Annie... <laughs> That's how I say it, because I'm from Indiana. Indiana. It's like one syllable, so it's like Annie. No, it's two syllables. I'm so dumb. two
1: syllables. (laughs)
0: Ah! Um, Literally worms for brains. It's been a little bit of a slow week in, like, the Bravo world, so let's get into a little mini. That's my opinion! All right, guys. The first thing we want to talk about is the Jersey trailer, because... Y'all know we've been hating on this season of Jersey hard on this podcast just because I'm like, it's rinse, wash, repeat, whatever. Listen back to like the last fucking 10 episodes. I'm not loving it. This trailer, those Jersey women go feral, much like the Atlanta women. When a season isn't that great, they go feral at a reunion, which I love and I'm obsessed with. Um... We talked about it before we hit record, but the moment of the reunion trailer for me was Melissa and Teresa when she was like, I can't wait to never see your fucking face again. And Melissa was like, oh why, where are you going?
1: (laughs) That was iconic. Uh, I love it. I actually, Uh, yeah, I can't wait.
0: Teresa was like, no, you're leaving. Where do you think, let's play a clip of the trailer right before we get into it.
1: Dear God, we're at Delusional's like highest level. Can't wait to never look at your face again after today. Oh, why, where are you going? You're leaving. Oh, I am? I gotta get off the f***ing circus.
0: So what do you th- I, What do you think is gonna happen? I, I want them both back, because this is a new level of they hate each other that I don't think we've seen. It's the gloves are off, the family's done, they truly are, they're done. Her not coming to the wedding, all that stuff, they're finished. So I think that we need to have them both back, and I think the one that refuses to film is the one that's gonna be like, oh.
1: I agree. And I feel like Melissa actually saying that in the trailer was like that moment where she's like, just so you guys know, like I'm I'm not going to refuse to film. So I will be back. Uh and I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's still unfortunately more to see with with these two. Um and yeah, they haven't hated each other like this in this way without Joe Judice around. And, I mean, Louis getting into it. He wants to get his hands dirty, too. So, unfortunately, it sounds like it's going to be round two of that.
0: I mean, Annie, you said something to me that was really profound at a gay bar, which is where we spend a lot of our time together. If it's not at work, it's a gay bar. But you said... Yeah. You said Louis is Teresa's version of Prince Charming. Like, he is the Prince Charming that she deserves. And I thought about it more deeply and I was like, yeah, she loves the fact that he rides for her, that he's fucking crazy, bug eyed, red, because she never had Joe Judice fight for her the way that Louis's fighting for her. And she truly is a monster. We need to stop rewriting history and thinking that Teresa's this great person because she went to prison. I fully believe that she did not deserve to go to prison. I think she is dumb as fucking rocks and signed documents that she thought that he was going to protect her and all this stuff. I don't think she thought it was criminal. She thought it was just like, oh, you know, we get money from a different way, you know, whatever. Joe does this, this, and that. And I think that that doesn't, like, negate the fact that she is not a good person. She's a piece of shit, and she's turning her daughters into pieces of shit because the way they're coming for their relatives is gross, and the way that— You know, Joe and Melissa, whenever there's a fight about them, they're like, Antonia, leave the room. You know, go out of here. We're talking about family. Melissa or Teresa and Lou are like, no, Gia, get in it. Melania, get in it. They want them to get into the mess, which I think is gross fucking behavior.
1: Gross, gross parenting. Yeah, no, I mean, she she is kind of a monster. And yeah, this is her version of Prince Charming. This is what what did we expect? I mean, she wants a toxic Sunburnt man you know that's what she likes so I mean (laughs) that's what she was gonna get and it's 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 a better version it's a much better version than what she had before um but I also think it's really interesting to note that like actually when like the fights all happened surrounding her husband before and then honestly like they were all like their version of good for a long time until Louis came around so it's whenever there's a man around she will just throw everything away for that man. And uh, she like really enjoys uh, fighting with her man. Like you said, I think it like really turns her on to like watch him like yell at her brother for her. You know, I think that's just where she, she loves that. So
0: yeah, I think she gets, it gets a surrounding. really surrounding wet, wet and wild. <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's, <laughs> say, yeah, yell at my brother. Let's fucking fuck. That's good. Yeah.
1: And then they go home and have sex.
0: No, for sure. And she her
1: brother all the time.
0: <laughs> Don't bring that up again. I know I live. Oh. Uh, well, well yeah. You know, that's Tokyo. It's totally true. One it's true. Um, yeah. I also think, so the big part of this reunion seems to be whatever this fucking private investigator that Louis got and got on all the women. It's a lot of Rachel, Marge, and Melissa being like, well, Louis got this, this, and this on our family. You see that the... Mother of the adopted son of Rachel was contacted because of Louie. That's what an allegation they're bringing up. Marge said her son was called at work and attacked. And it's like, I believe it. I believe it.
1: Yeah, except for that it wasn't Bodiedel. He came out saying it wasn't him. And that also sounds like amateur uh, private investigator behavior because that's not what a private investigator does. They don't let the person know they're investigating them, dumbass. You don't call them up and be like, "Hey, I'm following you around, I'm investigating you. I just wanted to let you know I'll be there. <laughs> I'm following you in my car. That was me the other day. I love you. Bye." <laughs> That's
0: how that goes, dumbass. <laughs> hey, I'm in front of your house. Do you want to just like share a location? Like that'll be easier, right? Just drop it. <laughs> drop the pin, and we'll just yeah. share. We'll share indefinitely. It'll make ever. It'll make my job easier. It'll make your yeah. harder. Let's just do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, like that was, I was mean, not Bo-dito. No, they should. Bo Deedle's the one that helped Meredith Marks on Jen Shah. Um, mm-hmm. Could you? Could you imagine the crossover that would be iconic?
1: Iconic, but we can't afford it.
0: Uh, yeah, true. He. Can, I mean, Meredith got the coin, Mama. Um, <laughs> also, it did it feel to you that Andy was very Team Gorga on, in the trailer? I think that Andy always is Team Gorga. But though. everyone says <laughs> on Watch What Happens Live that like he's so like. Icy see towards Melissa this year, every time she's been on and they had a little like they went back and forth last time Melissa was on or two times ago that she was on. And it feels like he wasn't. So maybe at the reunion, he heard that, received that and was like, no, I'm going to go to bat for them because they truly are wrong. I tweeted and I said, anybody who is still Team Teresa after the last three episodes in that reunion trailer is giving Helen Keller. Like, it's giving, <laughs> it's giving SZA, I can't see, I'm blind. Like, <laughs> find the note. Um, it, It's giving that. Like, y'all really, really are still on this woman's side. Like, listen, I have housewives that I love, like Miss Portia Williams. And she is mm-hmm. done wrong time and time again. That is mother mm-hmm. to me. Even on mm-hmm. Girls Trip, I wasn't aligning with her. I was like, you're a mess, but it's so good to have you back on my TV. Mystery Kemsley. I know that that's a house of cards that's gonna fall. I know that she's a con artist, but that's mother. Like I can mm-hmm. admit the wrong I mean, I stand Brandy Glamfell for God's sake. Someone is a fucking lunatic.
1: Yeah, you have horrible taste. So if you don't like Teresa that much, I mean God. I mean people think
0: you drag drag um. me, Monique. Drag <laughs> me,
1: Monique. Um, yeah, because you like you like the psychotic mess. um, but, yeah, but I they mean, need I just, to be
0: pretty. they that's the one underlying factor Teresa doesn't she yeah <laughs> she doesn't have the looks for me. Like Doite and Portia have the looks. I love Erica Jane. Brandon Lambeau don't got no looks, but I just love like, that's my... Okay, I was thinking about this the other day. What's your housewife, like, big three? Like, your Like, I'm a Gemini, Aquarius, Capricorn. Like, my mm-hmm. housewife's big three is... I think I'm, like, a Portia Sun, a Dorit Moon, and a Brandy Glambo Rising.
1: Okay. um, Bethany Sun, uh, Margaret Joseph's Moon, and then... Uh, Marisol <laughs> No because no, now, that's the only thing I have in common with Marisol is that I like my cockies other than that <laughs> not a whole lot um, I'm going to throw in like oof, like uh, maybe like a little wh- I don't know like I was going to say like Heather DeBro. weirdly
0: No I can see that from you totally you're very I
1: obviously like, think a lot of myself. <laughs>
0: no, you think you think very highly of yourself. You're very poised, and um, Annie has a very big need to talk every detail out and make sure that her point is heard and everything, which I love. It's great for our friendship. We uh-huh. we talk things out like a married couple honestly <laughs> we're like Annie yeah. also is the mediator of my relationship because she is our third person so she <laughs> she talks every detail out with me and with my boyfriend and it's just like she's yeah. our yeah you're like our Heather Dubrow if there was a therapist housewife you would be her yes for sure if you're if yeah. you guys could see right now Annie has on glasses her hair pulled back this is my therapy session I'm having therapy later today but this is my double therapy session <laughs>
1: When I go over. You can just cancel. It's I got you. You, you. you know
0: what? I I'm just gonna take the cancel. As Marlo said, therapy works. You try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's all I really have on the Jersey trailer because I'm. Filming oh, except it. for. Go ahead. Teresa's bitch.
1: haircut. Teresa's haircut. I love it.
0: I love it as well. She did. It looks good. And then the jumpsuit. They bamboozled us because the first photos that was released, it looked like a dress, and I was like, Oh my god, this is the best she ever looked. And uh-huh. then. More photos started coming in, and I said, Oh, mama.
1: Not yeah. another jumpsuit. Luann.
0: Luann Delisette. Well, Luann
1: loves her jumpsuits.
0: Luann loves a bedazzled jumpsuit. At so that.
1: Jericho,
0: yeah. And so does Teresa Gerdiche. And without further ado, let's get into fucking Vanderpump Rules, guys. It's a lot this year about how you and Sandoval were not spending much quality time together. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is what caused the divide in the relationship?
1: No, I think he caused the divide in the relationship because he was fucking other people. Other people is very different to Raquel. He's fucked more than Raquel. So other than Miami girl, this is the first time you've ever cheated on Ariana. It
0: was one other time. Oh,
1: that fucking fucker is at fault because...
0: He- I watched... Did you watch the unedited version of Vanderpump Rules on Peacock, guys? I did. I watched both, yes. Hearing Lala... I think Lala's swearing was like the best to me with the Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was just... Uh, This reunion, guys, like every episode of television just gets better and better. Anyone who thinks that this is scripted is literally, you're ridiculous. These people are not Viola Davis. These people are not Meryl Streep. Like it just, this reunion was, they were going at it 24-7. The MVP of the reunion to me was Mr. James Kennedy. He tore, he ate. That man was unhinged, but the way that he was unhinged and then reeled it back in in two seconds, I was like, you're an icon you're an icon man you're great and i live
1: yeah he's giving a lot this season i mean i will say though i do think that we as a fandom are maybe creating a little bit of some monsters though because had this not all gone down right if you look at this year for james like He started drinking again he rushed into a relationship when he's clearing out over Raquel. He's, you know, I mean, being insanely immature, uh, same with Lala. If, if, if we wouldn't have found out that Raquel was doing all this, the way that Lala was treating Raquel before she knew was really not okay. She's getting off the hook. They're both getting off the hook for a lot of shit now because they're on the right side of history, but like they, should have to answer for, I mean, some of what they've done. And I, I do think like, it's really a good TV and it's hilarious. I'm, I'm super into it, but you know, on a real life, uh, level, um, like actually my husband watched with me and he pointed out that he was like, he doesn't normally watch obviously, but he, was he pointed out that he's like, you know, you're actually not doing Tom, you're actually doing Tom a favor by screaming at him like that. And like not letting him talk and all that kind of stuff, because, He's like, as an outside viewer, like, I'm starting to feel a little bad for Tom, like, which is no, crazy. I... But I'm just saying, if you destroy a man like that, like, and continuously, like, then, yeah. I mean, just let him dig his own grave. Let him talk. I mean. I
0: no, know, I think but... he, because he was playing the victim. He was trying the victim card so hard with that sad little sappy face. I lived for every moment that he would cry. And they'd be bah, 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 bah. this is the fucking Oscars. This is the Oscars. Lala and James being like those two fucking Muppet characters on the side, just being like, boo, boo. It turned (laughs) it into, it made it camp. And while we're on the subject of camp, the campiest part of that fucking reunion was the cuts to Raquel in the trailer, just being like, ah, oh my God, I hope he says it. Oh, he's going to say it. Oh, I want to hear that answer. Like, that was wild. Rachel Levise in, in that fucking trailer with the hair done and the makeup and a sweatsuit. Watching the entire time, foaming at the mouth was great. I noticed in editing also that I think there was a few moments that were used when Sheena wasn't there. But they tried to make us believe that Sheena was there because the camera was cutting to where Sheena would be sitting. But she didn't speak a lot till the very end when they got into her and Lala's relationship and how it's affecting Katie. I was mm-hmm. like... And this was really a Sheena Shea Redemption arc season to me. Sheena's always been annoying as fuck. And I love how Lala was like, we use the word bullying a lot. Like, this is fucking Bravo. At the end of the day, we signed up for this. This isn't bullying. It's, we're literally, we're on a reality show that we signed up for. And this is what the fuck we're getting. We're also, I wish she would have been like, we're getting paid like almost a million dollars all of us to be on this fucking couch mm-hmm. screaming at each other and quote unquote bullying each other like sit the fuck down and deal with it and i'm i guys i think we all feel the same across the fandom like miss katie is such a and i'm like girl shut the fuck up about your relationship with lala and how it's gonna affect your relationship with sheena and and katie and like boo 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 i going to do the lame the james thing like girl shut up
1: Yeah, I mean, even my husband was like, I don't know that she needed to say that. Who is she? (laughs) (laughs) You can already tell that she has like side character energy just by seeing two episodes. It does. um, And that's the
0: problem is that they are trying to, when we lost Kristen, when we lost Stasi, when we lost Jax, they are trying to bamboozle the audience into believing that Katie's a main character. Right. They're they're trying to fool us all into thinking that she is that girl and she's never been that girl.
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually like her more than I think I ever have, though, in a weird way. Um, But I also understand like the how hard it would be to be with a guy like Tom Schwartz because he's the life of the party. Everyone loves him. Like people don't know, though, what happens behind closed doors. He's obviously a piece of shit. But so she seems like the bitch all the time she seems like the one bringing him down like I don't know I I I can I I think she gets a bad rap but yeah she's not iconic um obviously I I will say did you um happen to notice that when the first time it cuts to or when it cuts to the trailer um it says Raquel's trailer uh parentheses 100 yards away from Sheena
0: Of course I noticed that and I fucking (laughs) laughed so hard. I was like, y'all are, y'all are really, you're trying it. You're fucking trying it. Um, That was incredible. And I mean, there was just like so many campy little moments in this reunion. I want to get into the first sit down part of it when they, Mm -hmm. so we get a, the screen goes to black and it's the day before the reunion, Raquel, Ariana and Tom sat down with Andy and they were like, this is Tom's chance to come clean once and for all. Raquel's chance to explain why she did it and Ariana's chance to like speak her truth. Let's get into Mm -hmm. fashion. Me and Annie work in fashion. Tom, we don't need to talk about him. I want to talk about Ariana's dress because it was like cheap Mugler with that netting. Hair and makeup, stunning, stunning hair and makeup choice by her. She looked great, hated that dress. The gays that are around her and you can tell the gays that you have around her when you have fierce ass fucking gays that are just like mama, like let's go. That's when you know the looks are looking. But those gays that she had around her were like the gays that wear that Stripes Zara shirt with really short shorts in the summer. <laughs> and like yeah, are very, you, you know, you know them yeah. gays, Annie. And if you yes. live in New York, it's Hell's Kitchen gays, guys. You have a Hell's yeah. Kitchen gay or you have like works in fashion, like downtown gay or there's sometimes there's a Brooklyn Berkeley. gay. A Brooklyn gay, which serves, you know, I like to, I like to go between both aesthetics, like the fashion gay. And I like to do the Brooklyn gay where yesterday I was wearing mm-hmm. those big baggy cargo pants with my underwear hanging out that aunt, me and Annie owned the same pair of them.
1: We wore Did, them the same day.
0: <laughs> we accidentally wore them the same day. Am I going back to Zara today to get the pair in a different color? Yes, I will be. Yes. Yes. Period. Um, um, but those gays around her aren't telling her the right thing because that was, that was not it. That they should have. Well, hold the hold, hold, hold
1: the fucking phone, bitch. Shut the fuck
0: up. Hold the fucking mic.
1: (laughs) Wash your mouth out with soap right now. Yes, that dress was not giving, but like the reunion dress was giving. And my only thing
0: about the reunion look from her was, I wish we did a different hair. I wish there was like, maybe more of a sleeky behind the, behind the ear look because the little bob with that dress was kind of there was two different looks like the bo- the the dress was revenge fucking giving her body was insane mm-hmm. best she's ever looked makeup was mm-hmm. on point I think the light makeup was great with it I just wish we maybe would have even thrown a piece in there let's throw in a hair piece and let's slick it back and let's have it be not super long but like more of a slick back behind the ear kind of look not a wet look not fully wet but just like well
1: i i mean i actually kind of disagree a little bit and i think that she should just go full bob i miss her like full bob the really short one i love that and i also think um i also really loved um like her look like her hair last year when it was kind of up but slicked back something like I that i love that
0: yeah yeah.
1: Or honestly, she could have done it. Th- like the, the dress was very harsh itself, like the harsh line. So she could have done actually like even like a softer hair, like maybe that same, maybe just down like her natural hair, but like maybe a little wavy or something yeah. like that.
0: Honestly, that like a little been bit of good. a I think like one side, one side behind the ear with a slight curl, not like a pin yeah. straight bob. That's you're right. We we met in the middle, and that's why we're stylists. That's we get it. Yeah. We see. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the ill fitting like Vince or Theory blazer that Miss Raquel was wearing for the one when on one ish- sit down
1: came in in this Monica Lewinsky ass blazer, <laughs> but her signature green, I said, shut the fuck up. Okay. It is so obvious to me as a stylist that she has a stylist who said to her, it's like when, when someone goes to court, you know, and they're like, actually like a big slut and like the crazy, you know, whatever. And they're <laughs> like, and they're like told to dress modest, like put on a blazer and like a button down, you know what I mean? Like look all, Whatever, like it was like that. Like, someone close to her, her publicist told her, You gotta wear like a blazer. You gotta wear a blazer. But,
0: like, like, didn't even wear, let's talk about the shirt under the blazer. Like, it wasn't the type type of top you wear with a blazer. Like, she should have just worn like a fucking cami or a rib tank under it if she was gonna wear a blazer. When have you ever seen this bitch in a fucking blazer? She literally had a thong out at the finale party. Yeah. She had cargo pants and her fucking full pussy out. You had your full yeah. fucking lavia out at the last final, but you're gonna make us you're gonna make me believe that that blazer was sitting in your closet, and that's what you chose to wear. You're it's an fully idiot. the
1: publicist. It's fully the publicist. And I make sense, by the way. I get it. They're saying you have to look modest. You can't look too hot. You have, like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with the dress. Like, she had to wear that fucking off the rack, Jonathan Simkai, like, loose dress. And We know she had something else picked out before that was going to be, oh, like... Oh, we
0: know. Like, sexy. And everyone like, was
1: like, no, you can't be too sexy. You have to be, like, more modest. Like, that's absolutely... Also, it's just,
0: it's so funny to me that, like, her personal shopper, her stylist, just shops at the contemporary floor at a department store because we work at a department store and like the contemporary floor we know exactly know like that blazer was probably sync or like yeah, it was one of those brands it was like mm-hmm. Jean, not Lejeune, Le Jean says more structured but um it was because jonathan Simkai is on that contemporary floor so it was one of those and she just looked so like she put on her mom's blazer that her mom used to work in in like 2004 and it was yeah. like i just could not i really could not raquel like you are you're a joke. It's a joke. A joke. a joke. a joke. A joke. I also, we saw this moment in the trailer, but like when Tom said that he told Shorts back in January and then Shorts said he found out in August and Lala's little, oh, you guys didn't put your timelines <laughs> together. I'm I... Like- the condescending, them just constantly rebuttaling everything and then him trying to be like, Lala, like you don't have a fucking moral compass. And she's like, yeah, you cheated on your girlfriend. Like nobody fucking believes you. And he's like, oh, that's that's a scapegoat. That's the only thing you're going to fucking use. And she's like, yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. that's the well, only that's thing, the thing we're going to use. Uh Yeah.
1: That's the thing she couldn't, that's, they, they can just get away with. Yeah. That's all anyone needs to say. Um, I loved when, when he did his little like sobby thing or whatever, and yeah, they cut him off. That was funny. And then after they finally let him get out a little apology or whatever, James looked at Lala and goes i didn't that didn't really do anything for me I didn't really like get that and and Lala goes I wasn't even listening <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was obsessed also La- let's talk about Lala versus LVP for a moment there <gasps> I was Ooh. I was shook I was gagged I was like oh you're coming for mother and it so there was rumors and reports that Ariana Lala and Katie unfollowed Lisa Vanderpump
1: okay I'm gonna debunk that
0: debunk right that now. okay can we did you do the research because I didn't I'm not a journalist. I saw
1: a post that was, I think it's funny. People posted this screenshot of the person that originally said like, oh, uh, Ariana um, unfollowed Lisa. And if you don't, a lot of people just looked at that and didn't like zoom in Uh, right below that. There's a comment from Ariana that says we never followed each other.
0: Ah, sorry. I mean. The moment where Andy was like, she was like, well, my relationship with Lisa will just be, will be less close. When he was like, you said you wouldn't be friends with anybody that's friends with Tom or that she has a business with Tom. It's different. And I think that we won't see that relationship like struggle. But to me, what's crazy is that they are now at a level of fame from the scandal of all of it all, that they're being viewed more as Lisa's peers, as opposed to Lisa had fame from housewives. She was celebrity. They were the underground kids who were working mm-hmm. at her bar, slinging pump teenies mm-hmm. and goat cheese mm-hmm. balls. And now mm-hmm. they're celebrities. They're famous. The New York Times is talking about them. Ariana's on the view. Ariana's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. The sky's the limit. In their eyes, the next scandal could put Lala on Dancing with the Stars. Like, you know, there is, they're famous, famous now. And they're like, oh no, we can come at you because you're now our peer. And I think that's why Lala felt the okay to go at it with Lisa and I get it. They were like, no, you're defending him too much. He doesn't need to be defended. But did you catch later on when Lisa went at Tom? Cause she, I, th- I think she thought like, Oh no, I'm, I'm go- being a little too nice to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually going to take what you said and actually go a step further. Um, I actually think that they are getting to um, a higher level than Lisa. And actually they kind of agree like, are feeling like they're becoming like, I mean, it's going to get to a point where I'm sure people tuning in are like, why is it called Vanderpump rules though? Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, she's not really, I mean, also I have a theory. I, I, I could, some of my theories, I'm like a hundred percent. I'm like sure about, you know, this one, I'm kind of gonna, it's a little wild. I don't know, but I got a little bit of a vibe. I think there might be something deeper going on the way that the way that Lala was towards Lisa, the way that people were looking at her, the way that Lisa seemed to, when she first walked into the reunion, she said like, I love you all. And the truth is going to come out. Like she felt, it felt like she needed to like go. Like she seems like she's almost like, like, yeah, she's defending him a little bit, but honestly it wasn't that crazy. I do think that someone needs to like defend him a little bit. It's, it's actually not that enjoyable for me to like literally watch, you know, him, that side be completely silent and just get screamed at the whole time. I like want to see it back and forth. So I really don't mind that she was stepping in a little bit. It's more just kind of like, Ooh, like she was probably just starting to feel bad. That is her business partner. She's always been more close with the Toms than she has been with the, with, with Ariana. Um, that part, it wasn't shocking to me that she was defending him a little bit, but was, was shocking to me was when Ariana said that they would be less close and she seemed very upset by that and like wanted to talk more about it i feel like
0: she said she wait might... she said well okay now
1: yeah 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 and and even the way that she didn't really get like like she didn't really snap back at lala too much either i think that i think that she might have known something much sooner and I think oh, that think? she's trying to keep it silent and like she thinks that they're catching on. I just feel like she was almost like pre-apologizing for something. Like I feel like she's a little
0: worried. That maybe it'll come out. I think it'll come out next season. We're going to see a lot. I yeah. think the it's going to continue from here, but I do think mm-hmm. that we need to add the older members like the jacks the britney saucy's so far removed the christians because there needs to be new storylines coming in we need to see new reactions to the fallout of this because it's not going to be able to withhold another 16 17 18 episodes um i want to get into james versus tom because that shit started immediately and he was ready to fight i was mm-hmm. dead at i mean the worm with a mustache thing we all knew from the trailer that's been Happening Also the pussy ass bitch Uh Andy He did it first Andy He he tried to fight me first Um Did you realize that Tom had a Brandy Glanville line in there when he was like, James, you've had the same fucking haircuts for since I was like, I
1: wrote it down in my notes. Don't, don't even, don't don't, even,
0: don't quote Brandy Glanville because you are not that girl. You know, Mr. Tom Sandoval saying Brandy's iconic. Lisa Renna, you've had the same hairdo for 10 fucking years. Do you, I think in his mind, he thought it was going to be a moment because he knew that people would reference Ah. it. And he was like, Oh yeah, this will get me like, this will get me online clout.
1: Nice try. Nice try. Um, try. No, It it was like, Offensive too because you don't compare James's haircut, who, which honestly has been, it's a very generic haircut, has been in style for nine years and probably will be for another nine. It's fine to Rena's fucking crazy ass, whatever the fuck that is. On yeah, Rena's, I mean, Rena's is thing. like.
0: No, whatever that man. mop on yeah camp, yeah. <laughs> whatever that r- mop on Rena's head is, is not the same as James like mid fade with a high pompadour. Like that's just like the look of gay men, and James is a gay please. man. So like, yeah. please let's just be oh. fucking for real. Um, I mean, I'd like for real. So, what set him off there was the Kristen Doty comment when he's like, Well, you fuck Kristen. And then Lala being like, He was 21 fucking years old. Like, dude, you're fucking 40. Like, get the fuck. Let's not. I love when Lala was like, Let's not pull it out the history books, bitch. Like, we're talking yeah. about different shit here. And then the bigger mm-hmm. conversation of you're, when Andy said, you're all cheaters here and went down the line at everyone who's cheated. Mm-hmm. I screamed when he was like, and Tom Schwartz, you kissed every, anyone who was anyone around when you were married to Katie. And Tom's <laughs> like, before we're married, before we were married. Oh, uh, Tom He's Schwartz. Like, you know, everyone's a cheater here I love except him. <laughs> for LVP and Katie. Like, you're all cheaters. Oh, that's a good... but.
1: To go back to your earlier point, that's something that I noticed that I think that you might be right. That must. I wonder if that was a time where Sheena wasn't in the room because he didn't say anything about Sheena, but I don't think Sheena's ever cheated.
0: Well, baby, dude. That's what started this show.
1: (laughs) Oh, sorry. But he didn't mention it, though, is what I'm saying. He didn't say anything about Sheena. So she must have not been in the room at that point.
0: Sheena definitely wasn't in the room because he would have been like, Sheena, your scandal brought in. Made the show. You cheating with Eddie Cyprian yes. is what started Vanderpump Rules and cheating on Brandy glanville's yeah. husband. A lot of Brandy Glambo discussion going on tonight.
1: Maybe Brandy should join
0: the show. Maybe, maybe Brandy should be a server.
1: One thing I do want to say just about this Miami girl thing is that I don't think that it's as big of a bombshell as, as people are making it out to be obviously like we didn't know that, but like, it's, it's, it's not the same because Ariana did know about it. He did tell her that was not like a thing where he was lying and cheating. Um, and, and also just FYI, I have been vindicated because I did
0: watch, uh, Call Brandy, you vindicated. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Cause you know, I told you, and I know you referenced it on this podcast too. So the listeners may remember that I've been saying that I don't believe that like they really believed it. Like Lala and James, all this talking, Katie, like mentioning the whole, the Tom and Raquel thing. I don't think anyone really believed it. I think they were just trying to do it for a storyline. Um, Cause Ariana did say that she, like uh, she was asked um, if, if someone had come to you and, and brought up that they knew this was going on or whatever, like, would you have believed them? And she said, I probably would have believed them if anyone would have brought it to me off camera because we all just felt like it was just a PR thing for the cameras. So, and I believe that, like, cause no one ever actually said anything about it to her IRL, like no one really thought uh, it.
0: I mean, even when Andy said, did you have any indication that this was going on? And she said, zero, like zero. I think she really just- It was like, oh yeah, they're like they're close, like you know we're all friends. This is a friend group. Like they're, it's another yeah. there. It's another thing that they're pushing for the cameras because they pushed a Schwartz and Katie thing. Mm-hmm. I believe that I need to watch the Call Her Daddy interview. I'm well. I'm gonna yeah. listen to it. Um, I'm this reunion is explosive. I'm gonna watch the uncensored versions. Everything on Bravo needs to be uncensored. This is a new yeah. Peacock should do everything uncensored. Hearing them say fuck literally gives me a half chub. I'm like, oh my god, I love it. It reminds me of the Teresa. Jersey clip from a few years ago that was on where she was like cut 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 with Jackie <laughs> and uh, it was, she's she's a fucking cunt. she's a fucking cunt. I want to yeah. hear them swear I want to hear them cuss yeah. I want to hear them I hate a bleep it's yeah. 2023 grow the fuck up and without further and ado Andy, let's get into the housewives of Atlanta rah, first of all let's be clear if people started to come whoever's event it was should have been glad to oh, have really? people that support them I have a long range of friends. Long range. You should never say things that look down on the places where you come from. That is the way that you came from. This season of Atlanta. So last episode was a filler for sure. This episode hiked up the storyline a little more. We're getting Courtney in it more. We're getting that drama. Her coming over to Drew's house. We got the, we got Candace. Candace Ooh. mother I, I loved, love that. I love seeing an a crossover especially because it seems yeah. so seamless and effortless because these women are friends in real life like her and Drew having this friendship now I will say Miss Isidora she is just never in on the joke and it's so sad but satisfying to watch <laughs> yes it's honestly it's such good TV that's why See, I don't hate Drew as a housewife. I know a lot of people do, including Reed. Um, really can't stand the bitch. But I think that Drew, we just need less of her home life. I need less of her personal scenes. I need less home shit. I need because more it makes me sad. <laughs> No, because I just it's so uninteresting to me. I hate her and I hate her yeah. husband, but I yeah. like seeing her be the butt of the joke, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's yeah. a moment where you're the butt of the joke so much that you will be vindicated. So yes. I think there there could be a rise from the drew of it all mm-hmm. and i don't i wouldn't mind that but i think we just need less less of the home shit more of this stuff yeah. and i think i i'm in the camp that i think drew has earned her spot and should stay for next season i think the one that's fighting yeah. for the should she be back is Sonya, because i really mm-hmm. could not be bothered with her i think she's boring and i think she's contrived and i don't think that she is as a natural camera presence as the rest of the women
1: she just does not have it you know she just doesn't it. have it um you know, I think maybe when Drew ends up learning that her whole marriage was a joke, then she'll maybe kind of get in on it and be like, Oh shit, has everyone been clowning on me my whole life? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have. Yeah, they, they have, uh, that, Mama. That
1: 30 second um stage thing. I don't know if Candace was trying to clown on her, but all of the women were like, what? Wait, what? They were like half clapping. Is this it? This
0: can't be it. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that she brought Drew on for a back and forth. I love you. I love what you. What was that? I love you. Like, she couldn't have her perform like her song or she couldn't yeah. have joined a verse on. I think you're insecure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Candace just wanted to be on Atlanta.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's period uh, it. <laughs> can you blame her? Also, let's talk no. about Candace. She looked... Incredible. The hair, the we I don't think I don't I can't remember if we've ever seen her at that level of blonde. Like no, on it Potomac.
1: Was Beyonce with she, had, she had
0: the Beyonce fan machine. The hair was herring, the hair was laid down, tacked, if you will. And the yes. outfit, the body, she was giving pop star. She's a pop star. She's a she's a she's yeah. a legend.
1: She is. I did. I wish the bodysuit would have fit a little bit better. It was giving a little bit like. It was Halloween giving
0: cheap. Style. It was giving cheap. Yeah. It was giving cheap leather. But with that said, she was at City Winery. Like, it, you know, this, <laughs> yeah. this wasn't MetLife Stadium where Beyonce and Taylor Swift are going to be. Like this was it was City Winery. And for City Winery, mm-hmm. Mama turned to look. The wardrobe budget was low and she made it work. Well, when the, I think the budget was spent on that hair because that hair piece was, it that that's <laughs> at least, that's at least a $1,500 install, if we're being honest. Like that's good yeah. hair. That's not a shake and shape whatever and go. was
1: left over was sent to Shein for that
0: bodysuit. Absolutely that. Um, I want to talk about the BravoCon drama because we started off the episode with Sheree, Marlo and Sanya sitting down and they had just returned mm-hmm. from BravoCon and it was a lot of fourth wall breaking to me which they did a little bit last episode talking about bravo mm-hmm. con and how they were going mm-hmm. we didn't see any of the footage of the women there excuse me i just burped i had a diet coke yeah guys... we did see we
1: did see footage of the well women no i
0: mean con. we didn't like see them going to new york cameras didn't follow It wasn't a whole episode oh yeah there was yes, probably yes. a two to three like a t- two-week break where they probably week went to yes. bravo con getting ready yes. for bravo con I just think it's interesting that we're getting more and more close to breaking that fourth wall and talking about the fact that we're on a show. I don't know if I mentioned this last podcast episode, but the women also started saying reunion on Atlanta this season instead of the infamous New York, New York or last time we yeah. were all together in New York. Yeah. So, so when we were all together in New York or Salt Lake does that yeah. a lot too. Last yeah. time we were in L.A., when we were all together in L.A., yeah. Now they're saying at the reunion, which I think is great. Also, it's crazy that Drew and her confessional mentioned Ike and Tina and Tina Turner passed away. Uh, I know it's and she made like a eat the eat the cake anime joke in the and I wonder now if she's like, oh, fuck, it was just this week's episode. And how could you predict in time that the next week Tina Turner would die?
1: That's weird. Yeah, Um, that's
0: weird. Let's take let's take a moment for that icon legend, Miss. Miss Tina Turner. Okay. Um. Yeah, wild. Like, you, it's literally life is so serendipitous and like things, it's so kismic. It's wild. Um you say kismic? Was, kismic.
1: No, it's kismet with the T.
0: You know, we've talked about this a lot this week, and I'm not going to get into Miss Merriam Webster fucking Jackie Goldschneider over here, bitch. Anyways, <laughs> um, this is the first time that we learned that Magnetta was the choreographer.
1: Interesting. I would not have guessed.
0: <laughs> I went, that was, so i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> i'm gonna leave it at that as well but i do the first thing that came into my mind was making the band danity Kane days with a boom cat boom boom cat what? <laughs> Shaquita, you're not getting the verse, Shaquita. <laughs> it's boom cat boom cat On oh board, i want to see her like with kenya i hope she yells at her I hope. <laughs> Kenya, you're not getting the one, two, three. <laughs> it, it, it's an eight count. Oh, uh, God. Okay. Also, I, this made, just because of our world, I think, take a shot every time I say also, um, just because of like our stylist world and how we work with clients, it made me really <laughs> think about marlo's Mar- like the people that she has at neiman marcus and Saks because mm-hmm. when she was texting in the rain and pulled up to that neiman marcus sales associate mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. like text him and tell him i do want three pairs of shoes all three pairs and i would like the cartier bracelet and he came out in the car and had all mm-hmm. the stuff ready to go my first thought was damn the motherfucking commission that man makes off of marlo hampton
1: mm-hmm.
0: was wild yeah.
1: Um, and you she know, said
0: that I, I he- sent a pool to her assistant. Like I sent a look, a bunch of looks. It was like 12 looks because I met them at Bravo con. And oh. one of the looks, one of the looks I sent was that Zimmerman dress, you know, the one that had the high neck and all the star cutouts on it. It was on sale at one point. Yeah. It was a yeah. midi. I sent that yeah. look in my lookbook and they didn't purchase it, but I saw her wearing it. <laughs> in a photo, so she didn't buy it from the look that I sent, but she probably hit up that Neiman Marcus assist associate that brought the shit out to the car and was like, "Hey, do you have this?"
1: Okay, well, styled by Mo, nonetheless. Okay, Not, you
0: didn't get the permission, th- but we can give you the credit. I would like a tag, please. Thank you very much.
1: Um, uh she said that she wasn't going to go in because it was raining, but I know that the real reason she wasn't going to go in was because she had zit cream on her face.
0: She had two, she had two pimple creams on her face. And I just, listen, I love Marmo, Mar, Marmo. I love Marlo. There was also a moment this episode where she, I cackled. It was the funniest moment of the episode when she was like, Candy's always talking about the streets are talking. The streets are talking. The streets, Candy, are your mama. I howled. She is she just, is. people hate Marlo and I don't give a fuck. I love her. I think that she Ooh. deserved the peach, the Twitter. Oh. I always sure. loved her. I did
1: not like her last season, but I mean, I always, I mean, I think she definitely needs to be on the show. I, I was, uh, a little bummed what she did with her peach last year, but obviously, you know, she's iconic. Um, I, yeah, M- mama Joyce, why can she just not get it together and stop being so disrespectful? You know, that's candy's husband. Why does she have to be
0: like this? It's like, that's your daughter's husband. At BravoCon, I get it that it's funny and shady, but you're continuously doing it, and i don't know it's like candy also doesn't talk enough about it so we don't know if there's still been riffs in that relationship because very much like marlo said candy gets to not talk about things but everyone else has to talk about them and candy gets to pick and choose her storylines for the season without production pushing this is the first season that we see them pushing about the shooting which let's get mm-hmm. into that conversation at the end of the episode where mm-hmm. they're talking about how candy said that her nephew was shot was murdered from gun violence and he was a chef and this is hitting close to home. And she texted Candy and said, Oh my God, he used to work at one of your restaurants. And Candy replied with, damn, that sucks. I'm sorry. Or something like that. Like, and the text yeah. was on camera and then production had the footage of her telling Candy and then Candy pretending not to know, which I think is fucked up and shady as shit. And the fact that people are defending her, I think is sick. Like, okay. Everybody wants a reason to hate Marlo Hampton. And that was not one of those reasons.
1: Okay. Well, uh, okay. Let me, let me just riddle me this. Okay. I have an idea. This is my thought. What if candy thought that Marlo, like Marlo already told her. So when Marlo was bringing it up again on camera, as if she'd never told her, Maybe Candy just thought, oh, okay, you want to act this out like I'm just finding out for the first time on camera.
0: Yeah, I could think That's that. That's what
1: I may have thought if I was Candy because it's like, because Marlo also pretended like she was just telling her for the first time. So she, I think she was probably just taking her cue from like a production standpoint. That's my theory, truly, when it comes to that conversation.
0: Um, I mean, no, that could that could definitely be true. We could see that. Um I just don't know. I think that, like, I think Marlo hit the nail on the head when she said that she, Candy can to pick and choose her storylines, and she doesn't. And it's a seniority thing. I don't know if it's that, but it's also Candy has the biggest check in Bravo altogether. So she needs to be showing more of her life because there's obviously shit going down in her life. So it's like, if these things are going down, then you need to be portraying exactly what's going down, not these fairy tales, mm-hmm. fallacies, and falsehoods, like, that you want us to believe. Uh, there's a, There was also yeah. a moment in the episode where Sheree wasn't coming to Drew's performance and they flashed to just the outside <laughs> of the house and she's like, I'm a little under the weather. And it's just like the raining sounds with the thunder. That was a yeah. that was editing gold. I love yeah. that. And
1: she like they didn't even try to like show her sick. She was just like, it's just her in the confessional. The cameras came over to film her being sick, and she was like, no, you can't come in. Sorry, I'm having a party. Um, I like when she said, I love to see Flop It with Drew. (laughs) I I love to see Flop It with Drew.
0: That is so fucking shady. I I was gagged and living. Um,
1: Well, hold on one sec. I do have to say, I was a little bit confused, though, at the very end with the whole Marlo being mad at Drew, though, because I, I, I was... I was confused by all of that, though. I I don't really I I feel like Drew was just saying why wasn't going to like like I didn't want to make a shooting a a moment for camera like I wasn't trying to like, why are you mad at me for not making it a moment? Like if anything, like her not being all flippant about it, it, it seems more respectful to me for you know i don't know i just i didn't really completely I, I don't think marlo did a good job of articulating herself in that moment I, I would love she to did understand either. but i truly don't
0: i think that sh- she was coming from the moment that i was just saying where she was like why are we tiptoeing around the fact that someone was shot at the restaurant and candy's getting the pass to not bring it up because marlo doesn't know that production brought that scene up to Mar- like sh- to candy she wasn't in that thing so she's thinking. None of us are talking about it. This is a big storyline. It's the beginning of the season. Let's start it off because the rest of us are going to have to fucking work overtime because she's hiding real life shit. And we're going to have to make a season because we do it every year. Make a season for candy while she is the highest paid. So she was coming from Drew at the fact of, I do love that we had production wrapped. All the girls had little... you know, mm-hmm. Courtney versus Candy for a second, it wrapped. And I think Marlo in that moment was like, well, fuck, we just had our second group scene or really truly our first group scene all together because Drew wasn't at the first one and nobody fought, nobody said shit. It's, the season's not gonna off to a good start like it was last season. And she was yelling at Drew. It seems like a producer picked up a camera or picked up an iPhone and shot yeah. them in in 3D, not 4D or whatever, 4H. Um, yeah. And was like, Y'all, they're going at it. Let's pick this up because we need this because nothing happened in that last group scene. And she was coming from the place of why aren't you bringing it up that it was a shooting and using the word shooting because this is something traumatic. And I wanted the experience to call Candy out and be like, you're lying about this shooting and you're covering it. And my nephew was shot and he used to work at your restaurant and you and you like diminish my feelings about it. And my nephew's dead. And we didn't get to have that big moment on camera because, Drew, you didn't bring it up. You tiptoed around the fact that it was a shooting.
1: Yeah. I but still she wasn't think able she, to
0: articulate that. You no. Know?
1: So she, yeah. So I, I mean, if that, it's with such a, with such a sensitive subject, I wish that she would have like just been a little bit more real and like articulated better instead of getting so angry and like, I don't know, trying to be all shady, but um, I do have to also mention that when fucking Ralph came in with those grocery store flowers, after the performance, I was very disappointed, not surprised, but even more disappointed when Chris came in with the same fucking grocery store flowers for Candace. I thought that Chris was better than Ralph on that. And that was very disappointing to me.
0: He probably asked him, where did you get these? And he was like, oh, just they go to together. They went, they went to Trader to... Joe's together. Yeah. No, not baby. even. They went to
1: yeah. Kroger. <laughs> not yeah.
0: Heinans. <laughs> Like, giant eagle, if you're from Ohio. Um, It was embarrassing, but it was nice to see Chris on my TV.
1: I love that man.
0: I love that man. The preview for next episode of Atlanta looks insane. We get Marlo kicking down the door, talking about, Sabar, (laughs) Sabar! And I've never seen Kenya react like that, which her child was in the room, so I get it, where she was like, are you fucking crazy? My kid's in the room! God, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Guys, the season's picking up. It feels like... It's a slow return to form, but a return to form nonetheless.
1: Yeah, it's like hanging out with my friends again. You know, I'm so happy seeing these women on my screen.
0: I love seeing them, too, and I would love to see them more if Portia Williams joined. Anyways, guys, that is our Real Housewives of Atlanta recap. Guys, I know Annie's not watching, but, like, I know a lot of you listeners watch, and it's a very big reality show moment for all of us. But I want to take a minute to talk about Selling Sunset Season 6. I've been obsessed with it. I am deep in it. I think I'm on Episode 6 right now. Um, We lost Christine Quinn. The looks are looking. Miss Brie has come in and shook the table as k michelle said um chelsea is Chelseaing. the wigs are better the hair is better she's given her bad wigs to Amanda this season which is wild to me chris shell guys she has turned into she went from the lc to kristen if that's the best way to describe it if you're a hills fan if you are a hills fan you will listen to this podcast of course that's what started everyone's reality tv journey when we were younger um her scene with Nicole, the new girl, where she was like, you fucking bitch. I was like, oh my God, I'm living for this Raquel. When she called out Nicole and said, you're on drugs, that was a real Housewives moment. Selling Sunset feels like we're getting less about the houses, more more about into Housewives territory, and I'm obsessed with that. I still love the house porn of it all. I'm loving Heather this season, guys. She's pregnant. She's a charade. She's the bone carrier of the season. She is being messy boots without being messy boots. A true producer. I'm sad that I do think that Heather has been fired for season seven, which is already filmed, which I hate because she's kind of been bringing it. I'm loving this fucking villain side of, uh, Raquel. I, Mary got a facelift. I think she looks great, but I kind of hate her. Um, that's my thoughts on selling sunset. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Annie, for being on the podcast. Thanks for filling in. Of course, guys, you know where to find us about underscore Bravo, TikTok Instagram, Twitter. um, The Patreon link is linked to the bottom of this episode. We're not doing Patreon episodes for the time being, but supporting us is supporting the Patreon. If you can pledge $2 to $3 a month, it really just helps us get these episodes out. It helps us pay producers. It helps us post. It helps us do all the things to get you more about Bravo content. Thank you so much. Bye.